I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 70, Holiday Expectations with Emily Penrod. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mamas and Money. I am so thrilled that you are here today. And I really wanted to share this interview I did with the amazing Emily Penrod. She has a show here on Win Win Women called Healing Your Families. And we were talking about holiday expectations. And since we're in the midst of the holidays, I felt like this was really important to bring up and discuss because our expectations of our holidays can play a huge role into the joy we feel the stress we may feel or the overwhelm, and also plays a key role into our money in the holidays as well. So I would love to know how your expectations of the holidays have influenced your holidays in the past. And we'd love to help you create the holidays you want now and for future holidays as well. So enjoy. Welcome to Healing Your Families, where we address six areas of health for families, emotional, financial, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. And I'm very excited to have a financial expert with me today. This is Amber Peterson, a money mindset coach. Amber, welcome. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so excited to be here. Now, I've been following you on social media. You have a, a Facebook group that I, I'd like to be part of and you offer free trainings and I know you work with families and that and my experience has been money is a hot issue with families especially when it comes to the holidays because we may have grown up with certain traditions we want it to be just so yes so let's talk about these financial expectations for the holidays what's your recommendation for families Yes. Thank you so much for asking that, Emily, because I think that's something that we don't always consider when it comes to budgeting around the holidays and how we use our money to see if it's aligning with how we want our holiday to look. We can get bogged down, unfortunately, by lots of expectations of how we think the holiday should go. And a lot of that has to do with what traditions do we have and what parties are we supposed to be a part of or what events are around that we feel like we need to have there to make the holiday special. Unfortunately, that can not only lead to stress on ourselves, stress on our budgets, but then we may not end up having the holiday that we truly want. And so, for example... We might have an expectation that we need to send out Christmas cards if we're spe talking specifically about Christmas and that's what our audience may be celebrating. You might say, well, I want to send out Christmas cards because that's really important, but is that tradition helping you create the holiday that you want and helping you spend your money the way you want. So it's a holiday that not only you can enjoy, but then really brings you closer to the reason why you're celebrating in the first place. I totally agree with that. As you said that, it made me think of the family member who maybe has a home improvement project, and they would probably appreciate a few hours of your time helping them more than a card. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. And sometimes we just think, nope, this is what we have to do to make the holiday great. We got to send out Christmas cards and we might want to take a step back and say, do we really? Is that something that's contributing to a better holiday for me and those I'm trying to help? And and sometimes I think it's easy to get caught up in a competition. Am I sending out more cards than anyone else in my circle? Yeah, that might be. Or if we feel like we need to do certain things just because other people either in our family or neighbors or friends are doing the same thing. And we may even notice, and I think this is with the advent of social media, if someone posts something and you think, oh, that looks really fun. I should do that too, but we may not have the same experience or we might have an expectation of having the same experience and it may not go as planned. So too, we just want to really consider, especially around this time of year that tends to get really busy, what things are most important and what is really contributing to the holiday that we want. I love that focus. Focus on what is going to be the most meaningful what is going to, well, and this is a time for families to bond and, and it could, this financial stress could so easily drive them apart. So why not focus on those things that is a bonding experience for your family? I know of a lot of families that rather than having the big holiday meal at home, they volunteer at a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen and they're there together but they're serving meals to those who, who wouldn't have anything to eat otherwise. And they find that much more meaningful. Yes, I think you bring up an excellent point, Emily, is that the holidays are really to build connections and relationships. And there's reason behind usually the holidays that we celebrate. Now, for a lot of the Christian world, they celebrate Christ at Christmas. But unfortunately, once again, with our traditions around those holidays, we may not even feel that connection with family members and loved ones or that connection to why we're celebrating because we get so bogged down in tradition. And I've been asking myself about this because actually I'm doing a class about this soon. I said, okay, well, let me think about my past experiences with holidays, especially Christmas. I said, what has it been like for me? And I thought, you know what? If I'm honest with myself, the past few have been a little stressful. They felt like I've had more things to do than time to do it. And even though, you know, the holiday went fine, there was quite the connection that I was looking for. It was like checking off, you know, a whole bunch of things on my list. And it was like, okay, I got through my list. That's so good. But really, that didn't help me focus on why I'm celebrating or to build those connections. And so I think that's why around this time of year, we, when we have a tradition and we have an expectation of how that tradition should go, um, let me give an example, actually. So if we have a tradition as a family to go look at Christmas lights and we remember, oh, I remember when we went, when the kids were young, I remember when I went, when I was young and we had such a wonderful experience, we should do that again. And we have that expectation that that is the experience we're going to have now. Well, it may be a similar experience. It may not, but we tend to say, well, if we do more of those things and we pack our schedule and our calendar full, then what ends up happening is we 
probably don't get the same experience that we were hoping for or expecting to have. And unfortunately, when it doesn't meet our expectations, so if we go out and look at Christmas lights and maybe our kids are complaining or they're like, oh, I don't really want to go. This isn't very fun, you know, and you don't see, you don't have the same experience. Then what ends up happening is that you are disappointed with the experience and it wasn't what you wanted it to be in the first place. You know, it's so true. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves when the expectations are high and we're jumping through all these hoops to meet them. And I think we also, it's one thing to decide for yourself, but when we're trying to make decisions for the whole family, Mm -hmm. we jump into that. How different it would be if we sat down as a family and decided, okay, what are the most important things for you to do in this holiday season? And everyone could contribute. So we're making sure that everyone gets to do at least one thing that's important to them rather than, and and that this would be a much better time to find out that our children have absolutely no desire to go look at lights (laughs) rather than after we've just spent two or three hours doing that. Exactly. And I think that's a really good point that you bring up is I think it's important to then consider everybody that's going to be involved in these activities to see if that's something you all truly want to do. And now I get granted, there's going to be some compromise where if maybe not everybody wants to go look at lights, but if there's some give and take there and you find out, oh, we'd like to maybe go do this activity. Okay. Then you can do that, you know, and then find some other things that those other family members would like to do to really make it a holiday that everyone can enjoy. And I think too, something we were mentioning earlier, and I'll get into that in a minute is more about how the money aspect of that works. But I, I know that you were going to ask a question, Emily. Well, I was just making the comment that could be that family member that says, I'll go look at lights if we can get hot chocolate afterwards. Right. Yeah. Great compromise. (laughs) But I was just thinking of that too. It's even if we had the most wonderful Christmas and every fantasy came true. But then the bills start coming in January. If we're not, it's not only our time we need to allocate, it's also our funds. And I think, I know growing, raising our family, we quite often overspent and we're paying bills in January. Yeah. So that's another thing that's super interesting about the holidays is that you get this anticipation. Once again, we remember all those good memories, all those fun traditions, all the things that just made that time of year so special. I think of just as something small is we celebrate Thanksgiving and we don't normally have pie the rest of the year. So that's something that we have at our Thanksgiving meal that's unique. And so it's like, oh, I'm anticipating this because it's just something we don't do all the other times of the year. So it's something special to look forward to. And I think that's what builds the excitement around a holiday is all those memories and things. And so it makes us want to splurge, I guess you can say, and indulge to say, oh, this is going to make it so much more fun. But just like you said, Emily, you come about mid to end of January, those credit card bills start coming in from the holiday. And then it's, then it's not so fun. (laughs) It's it's pretty miserable. And sometimes you're not even keeping track of how much you're spending. If you started out with this is how much money we can allocate for this special holiday. 
And then you're monitoring that and then you're realizing, okay, we only have this much left. What's most important? But we yes. don't do that as it comes up. Oh, we've got to have this. Oh, yeah. we've got to have that decoration. We've got to, you know, and then the stress doesn't end with the holiday. It exactly. Goes on. And this causes the kind of contention in families that leads to angry, angry, ugly arguments yes. and, and eventually divorce. You know, money is a big factor in divorce. It is, you know, because money plays an aspect into all the things we do as a family. It provides shelter. It provides us means of, you know, sustaining our family of food, of clothing, of activities, of experiences. So money really is a factor in all the things we do as a family. And when that commodity or we feel that commodity is not working in our favor and we feel like it's scarce, and that bill comes, it does feel overwhelming. And especially if we don't know how to really allocate our money to where we feel it's going to align with our values and goals, then it does become a huge stressor for families. And especially when it comes to after the holidays, you've had your fun, you've had those amazing experiences, hopefully, <laughs> that they've all turned out well, and it's been this great experience. But how many of us 30 days later want to pay for that fun that we had in the past? It is not fun to pay for that, right? We look to ahead to say, oh, what other things can we do and create in our lives? But now we're restricted to do those other things because now we need to pay for the fun we already had. And that is another factor that can make it so stressful is you can't anticipate, you can't enjoy the things that you have now or future things because you're needing to pay off the things you've already had fun with. And what would you recommend quite often what happens is the one who just wants to spend freely. It's This only happens once a year. Mm. Always marries the one that says, no, we need to carefully monitor our expenses. Yes. How does that work? Well, I would say number one is communication about your goals as a family and as a couple. Because if we don't, if you're not on the same page with goals, that makes those situations extremely difficult. And if you're not communicating properly to be like, this is something I feel could be super important for our holiday. Is that something we can work into our budget to make sure that we can have that and still have the budget so we don't have money regret maybe later on, you know, January, February, March timeframe. And so I would say communication is key and knowing your goals and I would say too, especially with this conversation in particular, what are your expectations for the holiday? Are we piling things in just because we think that's going to make our holiday special? Are we planning more events and parties and things because we're like, oh, that sounds fun, but it's putting a strain on your relationship and on your budget. Is that really going to bring you the goal or the end result that you're really looking for? And let's even say you do have a great party or experience. Is it worth the strain and stress of now being in debt or not having a, a greater relationship with your spouse because now you're stressed out about money? And so what this entails though, and I think this is the hardest part about it, is being able to say no to some of those expectations and those experiences because we have it in our minds quite often that that's what makes the holiday amazing is doing these special things and to have these special dinners and to have all of this excitement and, you know, with the different events and parties. However, that may not make the holiday really what it is. It 
might be just adding to the stress of it. So that's something you'd want to really consider too as a couple is what is are those things that you're putting on your calendar that are really going to help have the holiday that you want and keep the budget where you want it so that it's not a stressor later. So I see you really can come up with a way to satisfy the one who wants the budget, wants doesn't want to go into debt, and the one who wants to have it be grand and glorious. And to me, the icing on the cake is something you just said about maybe, you know, we all have different love languages. But to me, having my husband listen and care about what I wanted would be far more valuable than having him give me a lavish gift. So just that, that we care enough about each other, we want to communicate, we want to make each other happy, not only now in this holiday season, but all year round. So these conversations wouldn't, would start well before the holiday season, right? Yes. I mean, they should be ongoing because a holiday isn't just once a year. It There's holidays throughout the year. There's celebrations throughout the year. There's different experiences that you create as a family. And so birthdays, yeah, birthdays, for example, and those happen, you know, all the time. And so you know, having that open communication with your spouse is key because then you're on the same page. And then, you know, going into a holiday, it's not a, a shock or surprise to say, wait, you don't want to spend this kind of money or the other person may be like, oh, wait, what's wrong with having this amazing holiday and spending a little bit more? And so I think knowing those and creating that communication with your spouse is so key because then it really makes the holiday even better. And I think you brought up something that's really important to factor into this, Emily, is that many times the gift is in expressing love, sharing, uh, spending time together, being able to do some things together to create memories and experiences. A lot of times it may not be the gift that is really going to show someone you care about them. And I think sometimes that's what we can get caught up in, especially like a holiday like Christmas, where it's, well, we need to give gifts to show others that we care about them or that we need to give a certain amount of money or a certain amount of gifts to make sure that that's a good holiday. And a lot of times we get into March timeframe. How often do our kids even remember what they got for Christmas? <laughs> or can find it. Or we can find it, right? Or if it's just still working. And so sometimes I think that we worry so much about giving gifts and spending money, but that may not be the best way to show others that we care about them, nor is it maybe as meaningful to them to get that. You know, and, and to be honest, when I look back at my childhood, I know I got toys at Christmas. I know I got lots of nice presents at, at Christmas. I don't remember them specifically, but I do remember baking the, the delicacies with my mother and decorating the house. And I remember that time I spent with my family and the things yes. we did together. Now, and it what keeps popping up in my mind is that little short story, oh, Henry wrote, The Gift of the Magi. Mm -hmm. Young couple, they were just so poor. She had long, beautiful hair. He had a priceless, priceless watch been handed down in his family. That's the only valuable things they had. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And they, she sold her hair to buy him a chain for his watch. He pawned his watch to buy her a comb for her hair. Yes. So there they yeah. are. They share their gifts and they realize what they have 
is their love and commitment to each other is worth far more than anything else. Yeah. And that brings up something else I just thought about, Emily, is that sometimes we overlook those things that are actually most meaningful to us. And I think it can be scary sometimes to let go of expectations, to let go maybe of the status quo or the norm or even traditions we've had. So for example, you know, if we said, well, instead of giving gifts, why don't we go do service or why don't we just spend the day together? I know that can seem scary to a lot of families. That's different from the norm. That's different from a lot of people do, but we may find in maybe creating those new traditions that don't have as much maybe materialism that we might find even more joy in that. But the change is going to be a bit uncomfortable to see if that's going to work for you and your family. But it's the conversations, it's the communication. That would be, you know, you know how you feel when you have that heart to heart talk with a family member and you feel like you've reached a common ground, you've, you've been heard and validated and you understand them better. That's priceless. It is. And especially when it comes to something like money and wanting to make connections and celebrate holidays together. Nobody goes into a holiday saying, Hey, I want to stress out. <laughs> I want to be miserable. I want to get my money. As, <laughs> I want to get as deep and dead as I possibly know. Right. Of course we don't. Of course not. But yet we tend to fall into that pattern, hoping to have our expectations met of our holiday. We spend the extra money on lavish meals. We spend the extra money on lots of gifts. We, we give to many, many, many people. And a lot of times more people get added to the list every single year, hoping that we will experience more joy or that we might experience more happiness or we might love our holiday more. And I think we just need to take a step back and just say, is that really creating what you want this holiday? Or is it adding more stress to your holiday? Is it just another checklist item that you're trying to complete to say, oh, you know, this, I finished this, that was part of what a holiday should look like, you know, and is it really bringing you the joy you're looking for? And I'm earning recognition. I just gave more gifts than anyone else. Yeah. And that can be exhausting to, to try to keep up with all of that all the time. And I do think, especially when it comes to gift giving, there's, there is some inherent joy of giving to others. And so I think that's why so many love to do it. And so I'm not saying it's wrong or it's bad or that you shouldn't, but I'm just saying, is it gone to excess where you want to give to so many that it's overwhelming to you and it's stressful to you and it's not creating that joy of giving, but it's creating the stress of, I've got to make sure everybody on the list is covered. And and what I have discovered is you can only have so much stuff. It's true. (laughs) We finally, you know, my husband and I've been married for 50 years and we finally told our children, we don't need any more stuff. We have enough stuff. If you want to give us a gift, make it your time or something consumable. And I think there are a lot of older people who feel the same way. We don't need more things. You can only keep so many (laughs) knickknacks. But come and come and visit me. Let's spend some time talking. Let's do something together. Make some memories. They last forever. Well, and you were just mentioning about making cookies and delicacies and those things with your family. That's what stuck with you. Even though those 
the experiences may not have been perfect all the time, right? Because we're humans and we're in families and we're figuring it out. But that's what you remember. You remember those times you spent together. And that is an invaluable gift because if we really think about it, money, we can always make more of. What we can't make more of is time. Mm -hmm. And so we have that precious 24 hours every single day. And you want to use them in a way that enhances the experiences that you're having instead of taking away from. Yes, is the most precious gift you can give to your family. Because as you pointed out, it's, it's, it's limited, only 24 hours in a day, and you're the only one who can give it. Yeah, you're so the only one focus, that can give that time. Focus mm-hmm. on the time. And then I like what you said about the, the conversations, deciding well before the holiday season, what do I want? What is most important to me? And hopefully, it's the people in your lives and strengthening those relationships and what activities will do that. And having that you know, with your spouse, your significant other, and determining how much of our money are we gonna allocate for this? What's, our, what's the budget? And making that agreement, we're both gonna stick to it because we want to enjoy the months after the holidays as much as we enjoy the holidays. We do. We don't want to create the cycle where we indulge in a holiday and then end up spending the next three months paying for it or even longer than that in some cases. You know, we want to not only enjoy the holiday, make it a meaningful one, but then also enjoy the time after that. You don't want to create a cycle where every holiday you're just splurging and then paying for it and then splurging and paying for it. Let's enjoy both the holiday and the time after. So I think that's really, really important. And, you know, even for those that haven't had maybe great communication, even before a holiday, it's never too late to begin. You can always say, okay, we're in the middle of, you know, the season. This is what I'm kind of thinking for the holiday. What are your thoughts? How can we come together? How much do we want to spend? And then what is something we're both willing to say maybe Let's let that go or no to, to say, maybe this isn't, we've done this, you know, for years and years, but maybe this really isn't contributing to what we want to create. Let's say no this year to that. Maybe it's saying no to Christmas cards. Maybe it's saying no to an extra party, really deciding together. And I think you might find that being able to decide together and then let some of that go can contribute to an even better holiday. And remember that saying no to one thing means you're saying yes to something else. And it could be something that's more meaningful to you. Ah. Now, I know you share a lot of valuable information for parents in your Facebook group, in your social media posts. So how can people contact you? A lot of it's very simple. It's called Mamas and Money is my Facebook group. And then I have Mamas and Money podcast and Mamas and Money show at winwinwomen.tv. And so tried to keep it very simple across the board to find me. All of these are complimentary resources where you can come on and get information about expectations for the holidays or how to save on groceries or you know how to have com- money conversations with your spouse. All of those things that are going to play a role with your money and help you gain more confidence there. So I would love to have you connect with me in any of those different areas. That That's the best way you can find me. And your show is on Fridays. Fridays at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And they can watch you there. They can find your Facebook group. You have 
you've had some interesting challenges or you know week-long trainings yeah, we did one not too long ago on budgeting, being able to tell your money where to go. My upcoming one is going to be about happy holiday spending, very similar to what we've been talking about here, you know, not only managing our expectations around the holiday, but then really taking that action to say, okay, what am I willing to keep? That is really important to me. And what am I willing to not keep so I can have the holiday I'm looking for? And also managing our expectations about others should be on our holiday as well, which is another huge component. We probably don't have time here for today because not only do we have our own expectations, but we might expect others to act or be a certain way on the holiday. And that can also contribute to not making the holiday everything we want. (laughs) This is where we need to remember the only person we can control is ourselves. This is where we want to have those family discussions of sharing and listening to understand and you, we can share that it would mean a great deal to me if you would do this, if you're asking your husband to dress up as Santa Claus, but <laughs> accepting that they need to make choices for themselves. Exactly. You know, and sometimes it's hard to communicate because we don't know how the other person's going to react, but I think you're absolutely right, Emily. The more we can be expressive, like exactly say what we want, say, Hey, I would love it if you could tell me, you know, how you're feeling. I would love to know what your expectations of the holiday are. This is what I would love to see happen. And having that open dialogue, then it takes the guesswork out of it <laughs> for you as your spouse, for your family, and just saying, this is kind of what I want it to look like. They can say, this is what I want it to look like. And then you can come to, you know, more happy mediums and conclusions of saying, okay, what can we do to help this be a more successful time for everybody. And I think that communication is key. Yes, absolutely. Well, Amber, thank you so much for joining me. I know that you have so much useful information for parents in this most treacherous area of family health. We quite often overlook it. We're very much aware of our physical health, our emotional health, mental and everything else. But this financial aspect, if we're not able to come be on the same page in this area, it leads to discord that can't be mended. Absolutely. And, And, you know, reach out for that help. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation a lot of times, but having that, once again, communication, that open conversation then can lead to a better and brighter future, especially with your finances. And you can provide that guidance in how to have that all important and yet difficult, challenging conversation. I love that, that you can provide families with that service. Well, thank you so much, Emily. And I'm so grateful to be here and for the work that you're doing. Raising a family nowadays is challenging. There's so many things that parents and caregivers are needing help with. And I'm so grateful that you get to support them in that way as well. Yes. Well, You're absolutely right. I think parents today are facing challenges no previous generation had to deal with with great and with greater intensity. So Amber, thank you. And for my viewers, join me again next week at the same time. Until then, love yourself and love your families. Let's make the world a better place by strengthening families. This is Emily Penrod with HealingYourFamilies.com. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. 
Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. Head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.